0: Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpey from Mr. Big, and you're listening to Music Mania. You are ready for some screaming heavy metal? We rock! But the evil that men do... Lens on! We gonna bang! Yo!
1: You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Switzer. As always, I want to thank everyone for hitting that download button, checking us out here on the Music Mania Podcast. I am your host, Clint Switzer. It's great to have you back. We have a big show today. We're going to be bringing on Juan Crozier, the bassist from R.A.T., Juan is back with the boys, back playing with Steven and Warren. Uh, You know, really three-fifths of the original lineup going out there and uh, playing some really big shows this summer. Rat's back and better than ever. I mean, you can say what you want about Rat. They've been playing some really big festivals uh, this summer. They played Rockfest in Kansas City. They played Rocklahoma. I saw them twice in a six-day span uh, at Rocklahoma in late May and then uh, the first weekend in June in Kansas City. And uh, it was a couple weeks ago that I was able to catch up with Juan. So if, uh, if some of the things seem just a tad dated, that's because this interview has been in the can just a couple weeks. A lot's happened between then and now. Did uh, did a couple shows. Uh, hit up the Mr. Big show here in Kansas City and went backstage and interviewed Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. Uh, so a lot's been going on. So we're just now getting to the Juan Crucier interview and what a great guy he is. Just a sweetheart of a guy. He's uh, very open, very honest. Uh, we talked about a lot of things uh, about Bobby Blotzer, the original drummer from Rat, who kind of tried to hold um, the name hostage. Tried to go out there and form his own version of the of the band. Uh, the rest of the guys weren't too happy about that. Real what you see now between Stephen Piercy, Warren Demartini, and Juan Crucier almost seems like it happened in a way to spite Bobby Blotzer. Now they're out there playing as good as they ever have. The band's in top form, and I'm so glad to see Juan back in there, along with Carlos Cavazzo, Jimmy DeGrasso on drums. Those guys forming, you know, it's basically the closest to what, you know, the original rat is you're going to get. Obviously, Robin Crosby uh, died back in 2002. Uh, Bobby Blotzer, very li- unlikely you'll ever see him behind the drum kit again as there's been litigations. We talked to him about that uh, later on here as we get uh, get to him. We want to thank our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone. And as always, we we hope you will, uh you know, support what, what CD Warehouse is in uh, North Kansas City, 22 years strong in the North Kansas City area. Like I've said before, it's where I bought 90% probably of my music collection at that CD Warehouse, and uh, we're proud to have them as our sponsors. So so check them out um, for sure if you're in the Kansas City area. Uh, Guys, it's been a busy summer. A lot of shows. Uh, I think I went to four concerts in the last week. It all started harmlessly enough with uh, New Kids on the Block and Boys to Men Paula Abdul pulling out at the last minute but uh, what a great set from New Kids on the Block say what you want about them but in their late 40s those guys bring it uh, the fact that they're in that good of shape and uh, the choreography you know what I was I was very impressed by New Kids on the Block um, and I saw Warrant uh, with Robert Mason I saw Mr. Big like I mentioned and then Def Leppard that all happened within about a week's time so very busy here at the Music Mania Podcast but uh, we're so glad to have you guys along be sure um, you subscribe to us on uh, iTunes, on YouTube, uh, of course we're on Facebook, Twitter, hit us up and uh, give us your feedback, but uh, today it's all about Rat and Roll, and you know what, Rat has uh, several dates left throughout the summer, you can check those out on theratpack.com, uh, I think they've got the Rockfest and Cat at Wisconsin coming up, and uh, some other shows, maybe uh, Sturgis coming up later uh, in August, check them out, they're going to be doing some more touring as we as will get to when we get to that interview, which will be coming up right after this. If you miss the experience and atmosphere of an old-school record store, then visit CD Warehouse in Gladstone. Your one-stop shop for CDs, vinyl, t-shirts, and more. We just moved downstairs from our previous location, so visit us at 2504 Northeast 57th Terrace in Kansas City, Missouri, or call 816-455-2130. CD Warehouse, 22 years strong in North Kansas City, Missouri. And don't forget, we buy, sell, and trade. Well, Juan, it is our pleasure to have you here on the Music Media Podcast. How you doing, my man? Going good, man. Going good. Well, we really appreciate just, you calling in here on the Music Media Podcast. I know you guys just got back from Sweden. What was Sweden rocks like? Saw some pictures look like things are man, they're really firing, yeah, uh, you know, firing on all cylinders for rat right now, aren't they?
0: Oh yeah, things are going terrific. The band's playing better than ever and uh, very, very consistent. So uh, Sweden Rock was terrific. It was a a, a real pleasure. I mean, you know, uh, it's a long flight, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so you know, it gets you, you can get a little loopy, but um, you know, it was a really fun festival. The crowd was great. We had a terrific time.
1: Well, and this is coming off the heels of two really big shows in America. I saw you guys at both Rocklahoma and Pryor and Rock Fest in Kansas City. Two rats in six days for me, so, you know, I, I'm all on board, as you know. Uh, great shows in both of those. Huge crowds. And, and, I, and Rock Rockfest in Kansas City, my hometown one, I wondered how rat would be received there because Rock Fest is typically a festival featuring mostly new bands with uh, you know singles on rock radio, kind of more uh, vanilla bands, the Three Days Graces, the Theory of a Dead man's bands like that, Rat came off so Uh huge at that festival, it had to feel good for you guys to be in front of a crowd like that and and come off uh, that well, because it was a great set.
0: It was a terrific festival, it was really, really enjoyable, and, you know, we're just getting back out there now and and, and getting, you know, uh, all all the cylinders firing, so it was a really, really fun festival. Um, Man, you know, we're really lucky to still be out there, you know, swinging at the ball.
1: You guys are not doing it so well, and I think your addition to this, and of course, you know the the ups and downs with Rat have been well documented over the years. But I'll tell you the truth of the matter is, right now it's just great to see you uh, in the in the fold here because I think that you bring so much. Not only as a bass player, not only the bass moves, which are top notch, of course, they all have names. I and, and they're they're all great. But but your backing vocals are really helping out, man. The, the backing vocals, the, the band's never sounded so good. Uh, the, what you're bringing to it, man, it's just got to be cool for you out there with the, with these guys. You, Warren, Steven, uh, three of the original guys and just going out there and doing this. It's just got to be a, a, a cool thing for you.
0: You know, it's a, it's a great thing, and, and you know what, uh, you know, um, it, it, it comes very natural, uh, you know, it, it goes, I guess it's no secret that I'm heavily invested in R.A.T., you know, it, it's it's always been a big part of my life, and even when I wasn't touring with the band, um, you know, I was still there in spirit, if you will, you know, and so it, it feels really, really good, everybody's doing really, really well, um, we, we've really made it. Um, made effort to to pay attention to the quality of what we're doing and you know we've rehearsed quite a bit and and we really care you know this is a very important thing to us so everybody's getting along great the band is playing terrific um you know uh you know uh, things are <laughs> things are really good, so I can't help but be happy. And, th- and this
1: whole thing kind of got started, uh, or when you guys made the the surprise appearance at the the Monsters of Rock cruise, you guys just kind of wound up on stage and playing, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, those videos started to get out. Everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, this sounds amazing!" Here are these guys go, and uh, on into that, you had your first sold out show in February um, in Minnesota, and, and just this this whole tour, you guys got dates going on through uh, August, I believe it wraps up at the Buffalo Chip. Just kind of what. Wh- Where's this thing heading after this? I mean, I've heard talks, maybe some new music after this tour. I mean, where are things going to go for Rat uh, kind of in the future?
0: Well, you know, right now, um, you know, we're just, like I said, we're sort of getting our legs under us, and, you know, there, there's been, obviously, you know, it's public knowledge, there's been some issues that we've resolved, and so moving forward, um, you know, we intend on playing uh, the rest of the year uh, uh, up until probably, well, I'm not exactly sure exactly when, but we'll we'll finish up this year playing shows, and then we're going to be coming out right again next year. Uh, and doing the same thing, look, Rat is a rock band, and like any other band, the things that we do are pretty pretty straight ahead. We make records and we play live shows. you know, so it's inevitable that we at some point uh, release more music. Uh, I'm not one that likes to promise things just because they sound good. Yeah, you know you know uh, I'm the kind of guy that once we're in the studio and things are underway, we've got the songs, everything's you know moving right along. and then then I, I you know, I'd venture to say, okay, yeah, we're going to be releasing something. But for the immediate future, um, it's full steam ahead for RAT. And uh, right now, we're just, we're just exercising the live muscle, if you will. And, uh, and we're going to keep on course. And then eventually down the road, we'll regroup and figure out what's best for the group uh, you know, going forward. So, you know, uh, it's on a very positive level right now. You know, we've been around a long time. And there's been a lot of uh, ups and downs, a lot of changes, a lot of issues that have occurred. And at this juncture, um, you know, everybody really kind of gets what the mission is. And so, you know, it's it's clearly defined, and we just want to accomplish
1: it. We'll, we'll talk about playing uh, with the guys. You, you know, obviously, we talked about being back together with uh, Steven and Warren, uh, but but also playing with Carlos and Jimmy. I mean, those guys. Carlos has been uh, a member of Rat in the past. Jimmy DeGrasso has uh, has been around. I mean, just playing with those guys. What what do they bring into the band, and just kind of how is everything melding uh, with those guys?
0: You know, Carlos is a terrific musician. Um, he was actually in my solo band uh, before he was in R.A.T. <laughs> yeah. and
1: uh, What's that? Yeah, that's right, I recall. And also, of course, you as a member of Quiet Riot early on, you guys have crossed paths quite a bit over the Absol- years.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? The truth of the matter is, is we're from the same ilk. So, you know, Carlos does a great job of filling in, uh, you know, uh, for Robin Crosby. And, uh, you know, it, it's a terrific chemistry, uh, very comfortable, very natural. You know, he's obviously, a you know. Uh, an extremely professional guy with with a history that that uh, you know speaks for itself. So it's great to have him on board. and And Jimmy is a, is a great professional. He's obviously played with a ton of bands, you know, bands like Megadeth and so forth. So Y and T he's been around and he knows what he's doing. And it's really a pleasure to work with professionals. Everyone gets along really well. We know exactly what we need to do. Uh, the tempos and the music are really really consistent uh and and it's just smooth sailing
1: it, it has been and having seen you guys play twice in uh, in, a, in a week's period i mean i just getting a as a huge rat fan myself i'm just getting to see you guys you specifically because uh the versions of rat i'd seen before it never had included you until now and this is just wonderful and really enjoying it but i want to go kind of kind of go back a little bit because uh as you look at what rat did and what rat stood for in your guys's inception and, and the albums you had, I mean, from out of the cellar to invasion of your privacy, to dancing undercover to detonator and, and all these albums and all these hits you had. I have always been one that felt like rat never got the respect that, that they deserve. I mean, you had so many bands, Bon Jovi poison, so many bands opening uh, f- for you guys. Uh, do you, have you always ever felt that rat just did not quite get the credit they deserved and maybe why, why that is why that happened?
0: You know look um a lot of this um is luck of the draw, you know, and we we worked really, really hard. there's one thing uh, about rat and, and that's that we've always you know uh uh- done, gotten the job done and um you know back in the day when we started out you know in the in the early eighties, the whole music industry was really, really different, you know, and um you know, you had to sort of just roll with the punches and, and you know, it, a lot of it, not to be redundant, but a lot of it was really luck of the draw, you know. Um, and I feel that Rat has always, you know, we've been right there. Um, in a way, uh, we, we didn't hit the mark that, that maybe we could have hit. Okay? Um, And, but, you know, to look back on that and speculate and and sort of hypothesize about it, you know, doesn't serve us moving forward. The one good thing about RAD is is that we've always been a a live band, a strong live band. And, you know, you have to sort of deal with the dynamics and the chemistry of the members within the band. And, you know, I mean, obviously, you know what you're talking about. You know a lot about bands. And you know that sometimes, you know, You'll have members that don't get along. The people are feuding. Uh, you'll have differences, but all in all, through thick and thin, what we've managed to do is is continue forward working. And and you know, yeah, there's been a period of time when there were records being released. Uh, you know, record labels changed. A lot of things changed. You know, uh, a band like Bon Jovi took off with Slippery When Wet. You know, which was a, an awesome thing for them. Poison also had a lot of luck, you know. So, you know, I I really feel that at this juncture, um, you know, I think that rat right now is more um, harmonious and, and operating much more cooperatively than ever. So... If we're to take that next step um, moving forward, because looking back, as I said, you know, it, it's—I'd be speculating if I said, "Well, you know, why Rat never got its just due, or why we never crossed a certain threshold." You know, yeah, maybe we could have released a couple more ballads. You know, maybe we could have yeah. done something a little more along the lines of radio strategy. But Rat's always sort of carved its own path, okay, regardless of trends. And, you know, only we've always sort of said jokingly know, only we can rat and roll, you know, <laughs> so we in some ways we've been defiant, you know, yeah. and so, yeah, and, and that's kind of like, you know, sort of our sassiness our sort of brattiness about us, you know. And so moving forward, now we're at the point where, you know, I guess you could say that we're seasoned, <laughs> We've been, which which doesn't sit well with me because I still think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty young and I still feel great, you know, but we're at that juncture now where, um, look, we know what's involved and we know what we need to do and, and we really want to make the, the best that we can for... Folks that come out to our shows and people that enjoy our music. So now in this sort of, um, you know, uh, process that we're in now, um, we're we're really trying to sort of, you know, do what we already know needs to be there and then, um, you know, kind of just take it down, down the road.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. You got to look forward, and that's what uh, things are are you know looking very up for you guys. And I'm just so happy for all of you. Uh, big fans of all of you guys individually, and of course collectively. And you, know, you talked about feuding, and I'll tell you, it's 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 been kind of a crazy couple years for Rat, uh, just in general. Um, current members, former members, and for some reason. Former drummer Bobby Blotzer seems to kind of targeted you uh, in, in this, and that's kind of what's been interesting to me. I don't really uh, know all the details, but he did say uh, kind of making fun of your bass moves. He said some things. I mean, it's just it's just been kind of a disaster. Bobby seems kind of very angry and bitter. I don't really know all of it, but I mean, that's just got to be kind of tough when you're dealing with a, a guy that you you came up playing with, that uh, you know very well, that was part of it all. But man, this is just, this that part for fans has kind of been a bummer to see uh, his side kind of unfold that way. It's been. Kind of a negative for for his side.
0: You know, uh, you know. Honestly, I um, I refuse to be kind of pulled down into that sort of um, mudslinging. Sure. Um, and, and and you know, fans don't look at us for dirt and insults and you know, deriding each other. I, you know, I really want to stay and have been able to stay above the fray. He wanted to make it personal, and I'm just not going there. Um, you know, we needed what happened, happened. Um, you know, things were adjudicated. It's not a secret. It's, it's public record. Um, I prevailed and, um, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And I'm very happy for not only the members of RAT, uh, and us being able to continue on, but also for the fans, Yeah, all the fans that, that really dig the band and and really just want to hear great rock music you know uh and that's pretty much where i need to leave it you know um i can't address the things he said about me it's just inappropriate and frankly uh, it's uh low class
1: indeed and then, yeah and that's uh, that's absolutely the case and uh very glad that you guys are where you are and very deserving of that and i you know it's always been so interesting about you because you coming up uh kind of in the in the la scene i mean you're a uh, cuban born uh in the '80s explosion in LA, you're you're a part of like a lot of different bands going on. You you found yourself uh, playing in Quiet Riot. You found yourself playing in Dawkins. In fact, I believe at one point yeah. you were in Dokken and Rat at the same time. Kind of a crazy stat. If, I'm, if you're ever on Jeopardy, anyone, please note that stat because that may come up. That's kind of crazy. How how did you balance that? And how did you just wind up say, okay, well, I guess I'll just do the the Rat thing and move on from that. How did how did that all unfold for you back in like '81 80, '82?
0: Well, you know, it, those were great days. So that, that was a time in music where, you know, um, getting that, that all-elusive record deal was like, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the prize of all prizes, you know. And so um, I had worked with Don for a long time. We've gone over to Germany. Um, we found uh, Michael Wagner working in the studio. Um, he let us record in the studio late at night. Um, and back then you have to realize that getting into a studio was, was near impossible and it was virtually impossible if you didn't have money (laughs) 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 And, and we certainly didn't have any money. So Michael let us go in the studio. Eventually we brought him over here to the United States to remix break what would become breaking the chains for Electra and Michael started recording, you know, because he's a very talented guy, no doubt about it, you know? And so he started, he did the Motley Crue EP, he did some recordings for Black and Blue, he did some work for Grey White, and we're going, hey Michael, uh, when are you gonna mix the Dokken record, right? So, in waiting for that, I said, hey guys, you know, I got this thing, You know, that I can go out and and work and play with Rat, and I'm going to go ahead and do that just to keep, you know, keep everything going while we're waiting on getting our record mixed. And so, to make a long story short, Rat started doing really, really well in the local Hollywood scene. And then, um, you know, the guys in Dockin, including their management, uh, Cliff Bernstein and Peter Mensch at the time, you know, basically came to me and said, Hey, you know, the guys don't want you to be in in Rat anymore because everybody thinks you're in Rat now. You know, so before I left Rat, I went ahead and recorded the EP, and then um, and then I went back to in and you know, there was some uh, you could say tension, you know, between George and Don.
1: Yeah, and, there's, uh, <laughs> that's well documented <laughs> over
0: the yeah, years. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm I'm sort of being <laughs> being a little sarcastic, <laughs> but you know, so so basically, you know, it's a it, it, a story that has a lot of details. But um, Dawkins had a record deal that Don and I had worked really, really hard for. We brought George and Mick into the band. Um, You know, there was a a good amount of money for me at the time where I signed that deal. But I had to really kind of figure out which direction, what band I fit the best with, okay? And for me, um, being in Rat was just more of a natural fit, it was it, it just kind of complemented my playing style better than um, the situation in Dawkin. So I took a lot of things into account. I thought it through really well. And in the end, um, I went ahead and went with Rat. Although we didn't have a record deal, I just felt it was the right thing to do for me. And then, of course, um, things quickly escalated uh, once we got the interest of Atlantic. And before I knew it, um, I remember one of the last things that I did was that I went to Elektra Records with Don. This is interesting. I went to Electro Records with Don to make sure that I was getting uh, a songwriting credit on the songs that I co-wrote. Immediately after I left their office, I went to Sound City in the Valley and recorded the bass track for Round and Round.
1: And that, at that point, that's at that point in time, wow, that, that's kind of a another another Jeopardy stat we're going to have to throw up there.
0: Yeah, you know, just, just kind of interesting when, when I sort of juxtaposed that. It was kind of like, you know, closing the door with Dokken, and obviously the door with Rap was wide open, you know? So, um, you know, those days were days that musicians were really, really struggling to find the right band, to find the right bandmates, to create the right thing in order to get a record deal and, and get out there and do what we all dreamed of doing. And it was a struggle because... You know, a lot of bands would, would of course, break up, you know, th- you know, musicians would be available at certain times. You know, there was a time that uh, I knew Mick Mars uh, when I lived down in Redondo Beach, and he played in a band called, um, first it was called Holy Smoke, then they changed their name to Vendetta, and Mick and I were going to start a band, and... Um, we we tossed it around for a few weeks, and I remember one day he came over and um, he brought a bottle of whiskey with him, and I was thinking, boy, I don't, I don't know if I can handle drinking whiskey at one p.m., <laughs> you know. <laughs> but we were sitting around and we were talking, and and I go, well, you know, um, you know, what kind of music you want to do? You know, let's start working on some songs. What do you think about a name for a band? And he goes, I got a name. I go, you do? He goes, yeah, yeah. I sh- I said what? He goes, Motley Crew. <laughs> oh,
1: my and said, God.
0: Motley Crue? He goes, yeah. And he goes, I saw this documentary on the BBC or, or some sort of a documentary. Uh, and they were interviewing this, this little old lady in Hamburg, Germany. And they asked her, because you know, that's where the Beatles played. There was you know a few clubs there that they they played often in the early days, and they asked this little old lady, you know, well, ma'am, what do you think of the Beatles? And she replied, you know, um, well, they're a motley crew, off they? you know. <laughs> and and he goes and that and he goes and that stuck. and I just thought, wow, that's a really killer name for a band, you know. So then later on, what happened to make a long story short, um, I told Mick, Mick, you're not going to do what you want to do by playing top forty in Redondo Beach. OK, what you got to do is you got to put an ad in the recycler, get up to Hollywood, you know, meet some people that are putting together original bands or maybe join something that's going on. You know, I go do that. And so um, a couple weeks later, I'm driving by um, his apartment because he only lived a couple blocks from me. And and I saw him and he goes, hey, and he comes out to my car and goes, uh, you know, I just put an ad in the recycler and I got a response from this guy, Nikki Six And I go, Nikki from London. He goes, yeah, yeah. I go, great. I go, pursue that. Call mm-hmm. him up. Go jam with him. You know, that's that's the, the, the way to go. There you go. Now you're talking. And then, it, obviously, he did that. And, you know, the rest is history. So that's sort of a little, you know... A little, a little something that most yeah. will not know. Yeah,
1: that is uh that that's some history right there. Because I know uh, Nicky originally wanted to call the band Christmas, and then I heard that he just said Mick said, "How about Motley Crue?" And they just said, "Yeah, okay, that sounds good." And they just kind of went from there. So yeah, obviously there's another that corroborates the uh, uh, Nicky side that Mick had that idea. So that's that is that is awesome. And what a, what a scene it was! I don't think it'll ever be replicated in, in music. Obviously, modern music is so different anyway. But what does it say about that scene about about uh, about the 80s about the bands that came from it, that uh, in 2017, you can still go see Rat at a festival, you can still see bands like Bon Jovi, you can still go see Dokken, you can still see LA Guns and Faster Pussycat, all these bands. It's it's almost unbelievable if you think about it, all these years later, all these bands that you can still go see. What does that say about that scene in general? It's just so, fans just still love it to this day. It says a lot, I think, about what you guys accomplished.
0: <laughs> I think it comes down to two things, quality and credibility. You know, these are bands that were really, really playing like their lives depended on it, because it actually did. And so, you know, you you gave so much of yourself, and you looked at every single aspect of what you did, because it was such competitive... Uh, a genre of music, and you know, um, a lot had already been done in the '70s, and of course, you know, um, the '70s were born out of the '60s, um, and so it had a natural progression. And when the '80s hit, especially with the advent of MTV, then the the visual factor, the actual live performance factor, really came into play. You know, and so that's when all bands had to not only be great at recording, be great at songwriting, be very proficient on their instruments, but you also had to be able to entertain very well. You know, um, and the image of the group was very important, and the lights, and just what you wanted to sort of put forth. So, I think that's one of the factors that really made a lot of these bands um, really special to the point that they had. Uh, you know, they still. Uh, 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 have a lot of relevance, uh, here in 2017, you know, uh, it just, it was a very unique time. And honestly, we all thought it was just going to keep going, but it changed. And so it ended up, you know, hindsight, um, that we were all part of a very special era in music that people still enjoy today.
1: Yes. And that it's, um, it, it's outstanding, and to, and to be able to see this, especially for me as a, as a younger person, uh, thirty three years old, just growing up loving this music, and like not not getting to see, you know, I was born in nineteen eighty four when Out of the Cellar came out, so I, you know, it's uh, I I obviously not not privy to the bands back in the day, but to be able to to see you guys now, and then to see what's going on, and, and with Rat specifically, always been my favorite band of the of the era, and it's uh very important awesome. that you uh, absolutely. That's why I always say that Rat didn't get get to do because uh, and and you mentioned the ballads, I always that's the reason I always throw out i always say they, did, they didn't have the sappy uh you know monster ballad man but they had you guys had did have some good ones giving yourself away is awesome and so many others but hey want to tell you what um i know you got some shows coming up here on the east coast this week you, you, you must be heading out here in the, in the next day or two to head, do this east coast run and that'll be important that'll be awesome
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm leaving tomorrow morning. You know, we, uh, you know, obviously we just got back from Sweden Rock and, you know, um, my clock is just all off. <laughs> you know, so I'm finally back to some some sort of, uh, you know, nor- normalcy here. But, um, you know, we're going to be heading out tomorrow again. And we got, uh, I believe, three or four shows in a row. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just, you know, making the best. You know, we, we started out late in the year. Um, you know, booking these shows. And so we missed a little bit of the window. A lot of these shows are planned, you know, well ahead of time. So we're just trying to make the best of what's left of the year. And, you know, like I said, it, it's really going well. Everybody's having a great time. You know, it, it's one of those things where, um, you know, it, it's really nice to see this reach this point. And uh, we're looking forward to it. Honestly, we enjoy it as much as the fans do.
1: That's amazing. It, it, the fans are definitely enjoying it. I tell you what, you can go to theratpack.com dot com for tour dates or your own website, Juan Crucier com for uh, for all the dates, all the info, all the news. I know you got uh, your own site. You got a message board. You interact with fans. You've got heck. You got Twitter now, Juan. I mean, my gosh, what's going? The world must be ending. <laughs> I know
0: who would have thought, right? You know, <laughs> yes. You know, so, you know it's it, it's really great. I try to I try to respond to the uh, fans as much as possible. You know, um, there's a sense of loyalty, <clears throat> and you know, maybe that's part of what um, you know is is great about our or genre of bands is that, you know, we really do care a lot about the fans and it is an imperfect world. There are times when, you know, you do maybe like a meet and greet type of thing and you can't get to everybody, you know, and and a fan might write us something like, Hey, I was there and I wanted an autograph and I waited for an hour and couldn't get to it. Well, you know, we care about those fans and it's really important, you know, to let them know, Hey, you know, your, your voice is heard you, are not just a number, you know, Give me your address. We'll send you, uh, you know, an autographed eight by ten or something. Um, because I believe that, you know, um, everything that you do uh, matters and, and fans remember, you know, and it's all it, it's kind of a, like a, I don't want to sound like, you know, kind of corny here, but it is kind of like a family vibe. You know, we all share in this music that we all enjoy. And, and there's something to that, that there's a sense of loyalty because of it
1: there is and that's uh what's great being a part of as a fan also as a as a member of the of the media now to be able to to meet these bands to talk to not only fans but the bands themselves and to kind of be that link between the two because most rock journalists like myself are just just a fan just a fan just like anybody else and that's what it's all about want to tell you what you've been so generous with your time and know you're home for like two days at a time these days so take some time you know, relax a little bit. I know you're flying back out for this East Coast run for RAT. Hope to catch up with you guys again. I know you're going to be, uh, I believe, in in, in Wisconsin and in, in Iowa coming up here in the, later in the yeah. summer. So we'll, uh, we'll come up and yeah. see you yeah. again because, I mean, two times in a summer awesome. is not enough. So we'll come up and we'll say hi in person this time and uh, say hello. And, and that would be great, man, to, to say hello in person. So let's make that happen. We'll be in touch. And uh, we can't thank you enough for All your right, time, Juan. Really appreciate it. My
0: pleasure, and have a great day. Thank you so much for everything. You too. We'll see you soon, buddy. You betcha. Okay. Thanks a lot. Okay. All right,
1: got it. Big thanks to Juan for joining us here on the Music Media Podcast. It's, again, it's been a very busy summer. Some of the best interviews we've had, guys, so much so that... I've had some in the can for a couple weeks that I uh, haven't even unveiled yet. We've got uh, Rex Brown coming up, uh, former Pantera bassist, and uh, also Jason McMaster of Broken Teeth, uh, Dangerous Toys coming up. So a lot going on. This is uh, this is what the summers are for, and uh, it's it's been a busy one. Been to a lot of shows. Going to be to uh, hopefully out to several more. So I'm getting ready to head out to L.A. and Vegas. Going to do a little uh, feature on raiding the rock vault. If uh, you're familiar with that show out in Vegas, uh, one of the best one of the best shows in Vegas for sure, and it's uh, you know it's it's kind of an homage to uh, to old school rock from the '60s all the way to the '90s, uh, really '60s through '80s, I should say. And, uh, well, you know, a lot of musicians, uh, in writing, the rock vault that are from, from, uh, from the bands of the day, you've got, uh, you know, guys like Doug Aldrich from white snake, Hugh McDonald from Bon Jovi, uh, Tracy guns has been in it before. Um, so yeah, a lot going on going to be covering that. And, uh, also last in line featuring Vinnie Appice and Vivian Campbell playing a show there in Vegas, hoping to check that out too. So busy summer, a lot going on. I know that's the case for you guys. And we just appreciate all your feedback. Appreciate. All the uh, all the love you guys give us on Facebook, on Twitter. If you got uh, got any shows coming up, if you got anything you want to talk about, hit us up on any of those mediums. We'd be glad to do it. Again, thanks to Juan Crucier, theratpack.com. You can check out what everything is going on in the Rat Camp, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Music Media Podcast. Until next week, we will have Rex Brown joining us. Until next time, out.